I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Hey, this is Dahi, and uh, there will be no encore. Uh, we're here with uh, Craig and Cullum cool. and Dave. Hey, man. It's all uh, kicking off here, so it is. Are we, this is a lot harder than it looks. Are we having, like, air horns and sirens and stuff and Shabbos to kind of welcome Dahi? I or? So. Yeah? yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I brought some downloads, I brought some samples myself. I enjoyed that. applause for uh, <laughs> ousting me as host. <laughs> <laughs> It's ready to go. How'd you feel, man? In I the, feel good. I feel good. Yeah, in the hot yeah. seat. It's very cozy in here. I, I told you before. I, I've, I've listened to this podcast for a while, and it's good to get like on, on the inside and see the behind the scenes and everything. Yeah, it's a bit like a sauna. Can you yeah. can you hear the sweat when you're listening? Yeah, it's, it's got that on. nice like sweaty kind of yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, like if I told you, listener, that the only reason we started this podcast in the first place, <laughs> did it for an entire year, added on a revisit <laughs> thing with Irish album retrospective that comes out every two weeks, did a live show in the Workman's Club, sold it out. All to get Dahi for an interview. That would be a lie, but I'm glad that he's here. <laughs> I'm really, really glad that he's here. I, we, I think we've all interviewed Dahi at least once, twice in some yeah, different capacities. Yeah, it's weird so, that we're yeah. not asking you about like the best place to get a toasted cheese sandwich in Galway. I right? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're ringing him every couple of weeks from the hot press offices, just being like, can you give us a guide to Galway again? Yeah. <laughs> Are there any yeah. particular shops you like? Yeah. Not really. Like, what's your, what's your favourite city again? It's like, I know you told us like three or four times, what's your favourite city? That's and the subheading is always, uh, innovative uh, ele- electro wizard Dahi O'Droni yeah. Yeah, gives 
versus his guide to the city of the tribes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be, to be fair, for the first year or two, I didn't believe that your surname was Droney. I thought really? the chance, well, the chances of an electronic musician having the surname <laughs> Droney. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. being called Mugo Theremin. I or actually, like, it's just a like, month ago, I bought a drone as well. Yeah. And, like, that's been like, now it's like pet name is Dahi O Droney as well. And, like, send it around. Get raving your own raving name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wow. I thought he was sound. Like, yeah, yeah. It turns out he's a narcissist. What can you do? So, uh, yeah. Lots of hearty laughter filling the studio because the boys are back yeah. in town, as it were. Go on, give me your excuses. Um, you abandoned me last week. I was in the Black Lodge. Um, <laughs> That's so good. It's so good. actually somewhere. You were on holidays. Yeah, I was yeah. in Norway for a wedding. It was great. Nice. It was Congratulations. Really How many courses? <laughs> yeah. How many courses? Nine courses Nine for courses. dinner. Nine yeah. courses. Pigeon and reindeer. And Dave, you'll like this dessert with a stilt and rolled in chocolate. That sounds amazing. Absolutely incredible. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. Who the heart hasn't given out? This is Martin and Camilla. So Martin's uh, my girlfriend's cousin. Uh, So yeah. Gratulera Medagan if you're listening in Norway, by the way. Martin and Camilla. Sounds like some Swedish royal wedding, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Nine courses. Maybe Cole has a a particularly interesting secret life that we don't know about. I would not be surprised. (laughs) Well, it's staying secret. (laughs) Craig was was so shaken by Twin Peaks that he had to leave us for a while. So good, isn't it? We're up to speed, four F's in, yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen all four. I can't stop thinking about it. I know. Watching it at times, you're like, okay, these pauses are going on for way too long. It's really uncomfortable. Move on with the fucking show, would you? But like, it's bouncing around my brain. The I mean, Reddit is amazing as well. Yeah, Has anyone yeah, gone yeah. on the Reddit and actually gone through it? It's it's insane the amount of stuff that people are going through and pulling back. It's been it's been amazing. It's been great. I mean, I love Better Call Saul, but like the last couple of weeks, I've just been like, I don't know if I want to watch an episode because it's not Twin Peaks. <laughs> like I'm totally in that weird. Not even in terms of quality, just because I'm in that headspace of like other TV seems weird to me now. That's a dangerous headspace to be in. To yeah, be it is. To be honest. <laughs> Well, a dangerous place to go, for me anyway, for the past year, has been uh, the grounds of a festival. <laughs> and that's why I've stayed away from them for quite some time. But? Well, I mean, like, this is up for debate, oh. I feel. Oh, really? <laughs> Explain to me why you're not going to festivals. I went to Body and Soul last year, and it's yes. nothing to do with the Body and Soul organisers or any of the acts that were playing. Everyone there was lovely, and I had a great time <laughs> from that perspective. But the weather was otherworldly, and oh, yeah, I, had stay, but, I had to stay in a tent for the first time since... I was about to say, Dahi, yeah, if we're going to break this down, <laughs> yeah. this is because Day's prawn sandwich lifestyle <laughs> of hotels and B&Bs and festivals suddenly disappeared. Came to an end. And yeah, he yeah. was like... Oh, hang on. Oh, this is what the yeah. real people do. Fuck this shit, I yeah. mate. Now, hold on. Maybe was it something a bit more spiritual? Like, was it the Reiki? Was the it Reiki that session? Right. Where Although you're I'm just... still convinced that there was some chicanery going on in that tent. I think you <laughs> left a piece of yourself in that tent, and now you're just like, I can't go back to another festival. Yeah, yeah. I'm still in the trenches, yeah. essentially. Yeah, like Jimmy from Boardwalk Empire. Although, this weekend... <laughs> uh, you are going to Forbidden Fruit? We are going to we Forbidden Fruit. We are going fruit. to Forbidden Fruit. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. Go, yeah. Go, go on. Let's go across the table. going too. Craig's yeah. I'm going. I am. Are you? I'm there on a Monday, yeah? Are you? Yes. We're all going. Monday it's day, a podcast day out. It's unreal. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> it's a meet and greet. Meet and greet. No, I'm not <laughs> Yeah, you'll find us around the bar. Stealing a can from the hot press tent. If there is one. Are they still... Oh, that old tradition. They love us. They love seeing us rock up when we don't work for them anymore and being like, can we get a couple of cans? Yeah, yeah, do you mind? Um, my front door did its very, very best to um, keep my festival hiatus in place. <laughs> locked at home. I got locked into my house. <laughs> like, of all the places to be locked in, that's an okay spot. I think. Oh, it's grand. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've, I, I've always I thought certainly like, Norman would be better. Yeah. Seems to have everything I want. Or Ikea. Or like, Ikea you'd yeah. love Ikea, yeah. I just played Alien Isolation for a while. Wow. To really get into the experience of feeling walled yeah. in and something chasing you. 
Uh, a locksmith came out. He oiled down the door and <laughs> told us to never do it again. I don't know what that meant, but uh, he gave out to you, like he gave out. To no, you. no, never no, no, used no. the door again. No, 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 no. He, he, he was. A, I, I, I didn't deal with him. Okay. Um, Did he finger wag? Did he go like you're not allowed to do that? <laughs> I hope so. I mean, like I, 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 I got a washing machine delivered to the house today, so I had to talk to the guy who brought that in. So uh, Jesus, take your rock and roll lifestyle here. Is <laughs> was it better or worse than that time you got locked inside a toilet in Austria? Oh uh, well, that time I was beyond hammered. When we're like, I was texting you, being like. I'm, yeah. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. The lights are off. <laughs> I fell asleep and I woke up one point in pitch blackness and I couldn't get out. <laughs> the, I was as hungover as I've ever been. I went to I went to a festival and I, and I found myself in like it was, oh, it was it's all coming around. Yeah, yeah, it was, this is it. Snow bombing. Yeah, fuck it is. This is like therapy in the town of Meyerhofen where. Should we tell them? What the ski yeah, place? Should we tell them what I did? Yeah. Okay, well, real, real quick, what I'll say is that festival was in a town, and at one point I found myself in a club at two in the morning seeing Aeroplane play, and it was great and a lot of fun, but I was absolutely hammered, and at one point I noticed that there was shards of broken glass in the soles of my Converse runners, and uh, I thought, oh, I better get rid of those, so I like got my hand, and I just went, uh, cutting my hand open. Then I had to go to the bar and find the one girl with some decent broken English to like wrap up my hand. So I started hitting on her while she was doing <laughs> so because you know I'm sure I looked I looked my best. Yeah. But at the end of the whole experience, Craig, I had to write a piece about it. You did, yeah. And I wrote the piece, and I I also nearly killed someone when I was there because I went snowboarding and I can't snowboard, and it was part of the trip. And at one point, I was like, I can't do this. I keep falling over. It's embarrassing. So I went down to some kind of little hillside, and I took off the snowboard and just kind of like went to like take it all in took my <laughs> hand off the snowboard which went flying on its own and there was a guy at the end of this thing and then beneath him was like a drop and he was like doing like his stretches and it was coming towards him like oh this God. sounds made up I swear this happened and it's I was like I know it's so Simpsons-y and I was like <laughs> I was like hey buddy no no please come on, come on, come on. and then like he just like, it, like he turned around and was like huh as my snowboard oh. smashed into his snowboard and the sound of a gunshot rings out and he fell on his back had he fallen on his front, I'd probably be, you know, in a jail cell right now. Uh, it'd be an international incident. So I put that in the article. It made it in. Yeah. A friend of mine from college at the time read it and said, that thing with a snowboard nearly killed that guy. That didn't happen, right? And I went, no, no, I swear it did. Yeah. But what didn't happen? Yeah, something else didn't happen. <laughs> Craig? You met a wise old man on top of a mountain. Or did you? No, you didn't. He wasn't on top of a mountain. I didn't know how to end, I, I didn't know how to end the piece. Right, I, I needed a finale. I needed an ending, like, yeah. So I said, as I leave the uh, sleepy town of Meyerhofen or whatever it was, I, I said, uh, an old gentleman uh, like uh, stoops against the wall and looks up in the direction of the mountain where all the dance carnage had taken place over the weekend. And uh, he, he smiles wistfully and says, you'll be back. And then the last sentence is me going... You know what? I just might. <laughs> <laughs> is that how Despicable. fake news started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Fake news. Yeah, fake news. I invented a, a, a kind old sage. <laughs> oh, um, well, only marginally less full of shit this week. Um, <laughs> Bono's been talking about the release of U2's new album. We're trying to go through the news quite quickly this yeah. week because, frankly, it's all stuff that we've kind of heard before. And this being top of the list, where uh, they, he said that, yeah, U2's a long way to that. Songs of experience, experience yeah, yeah, rather than innocence, um, will be out perhaps at the start of next year. Of course, it was slated for release this year, but then they decided that it wouldn't suit a post-Trump world, so to speak, and they're taking the Joshua Tree on tour instead. Yeah, it's I mean, he's even joked it? about it himself, just like, don't take my word for it. And he says they have 15 songs, but they're trying to cut it down. 
Um, I mean, I don't know. Are we? They actually played a new song on Jimmy Kimmel, and I think they're playing at all these kind of Joshua Tree shows just because Bono was saying we needed to do something new, man, or else I couldn't. Did you, you know, hear the do song? The, yeah, I did. It's, it's not good. It's not it's good. <laughs> no. It's not bland. Like it's not horrific. Yeah, yeah. But it's so stuck, yeah. and it feels unfinished, and it just feels like. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds like a U2 song. The I little suppose. things that give you yeah, away. They obviously were like, talking to Kendrick when he did that album and said, I'll tell you what you do. Go on to Jimmy Kimmel and like, yes. you know, yeah. do a track that nobody's heard yet and people will go crazy because <laughs> it's so amazing. They also did um, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Yeah. And they did it in a way where like, you know, they surprised the audience by like sho- Larry Mullen shoves away his desk and like, I come all the texts and it's, oh my God, they're going to do a song. But then... Strategically dotted in the in the audience, they have like people with microphones getting up and doing gospel gospel singers. So I was yeah. like, "Wait a minute!" Yeah, it was like a musical or something. It was <laughs> self-indulgent <laughs> in the extreme, uh, which is the case with you two. Uh, Ray reviews kind of coming in for their latest gigs. Mm. Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing it. I mean, it's a great album. They're you know by all accounts a great live band. Never yeah, seen here live. late. They next are great live. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, um, yeah, that should be a bit of an event. Of course, uh, also gigs popping up right now. Um, benefiting the victims of the bombing in Manchester a couple of weeks ago. Ariana Grande is headlining uh, an Old Trafford show, which, to be perfectly honest, I think it's quite cheeky of her to put herself in as the headliner, <laughs> considering that there's at least three on the undercard, so to I speak. Maybe we'll give so her a pass. in like six minutes or something as well, right? Yeah. I think people that were at the original Minnesota. concert could go if they'd registered, right, so that yeah, probably yeah. counted for a lot of And there's another like 30,000 tickets or something. Yeah. Like there's yeah. All, yeah, so Bieber's on there, Coldplay, Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, and a couple of others, I think, as well. Yeah. Take uh, that, I think. Take that, take that yeah, there. Yeah. It had been said online that Oasis were there. I think someone like officially linked to the thing, put up like an at Oasis thing, and then had to be like, oh no, I just like slip of the finger. Oh wow. <laughs> so that's, yeah. It's a very detailed slip of yeah. the finger. Autocorrect is like the chain. Yeah, I mean, Melvin Ben, who was kind of partly involved with organising this kind of detailed how the turnaround he said it was like an unbelievably tricky thing to organize in the space time because like like it was at first thought up i think like on like the thursday before like tickets went on sale so you know in about eight days they managed to put together this insane bill it's great though i think it's excellent to see it's obviously very heartwarming to see ariana ariana grande come back so soon and all, all in the name of an incredible incredibly good cause so yeah it's it's particularly good a feel-good story you hope yeah and, yeah you know they seem to be raising it like a ton of money as well yeah crazy. shit on yeah Shall be good. Uh, also, kind of catching up, there was uh, lots of excellent articles on Chris Cornell in the wake of his passing. Mm, and I noticed that uh, Trent Reznor was quoted among them, my beloved Trent Reznor, in which he said that he immediately regretted the tweet that he sent yeah. about, about him years ago when he slagged off his Timbaland album, uh, when I believe the tweet was, you ever uh, see something that like, is so bad it makes you feel embarrassed? <laughs> it said, have you heard the new Chris Cornell record? <laughs> Jesus. Now, I maintain that, that, that that's still a funny gag. They toured together a few years later and Reznor kind of said that he immediately regretted sending that tweet. It was just that he was annoyed because he, he believed that Cornell was one of the 10 best vocalists he'd ever encountered and he thought you know he was letting himself down and slumming it. And you could make that argument if you want to, I suppose. But he said that when they toured together a few years later on a joint tour with Soundgarden and Nine Inch Nails, he said that the Chris on that tour was a perfect gentleman. He'd really got his shit together, and it was great to see that. So, obviously, a lot of people are very, very sad. Some excellent writing, though. I mean, like, like it's always sad when it comes in the wake of a tragedy, but, like, some really, really impressive pieces online. Well worth reading. I think uh, Rolling Stone did a really, really good retrospective, which I would recommend checking out. Something probably not worth checking out is what's going to be opening uh, on Broadway fairly soon. <laughs> 
A jukebox musical based on Alanis Morissette. This was my musical pill. link earlier on. I thought we wanted to be pithy. We've been talking for five minutes. <laughs> no, I heard it. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, uh, I never got into this album. Shockingly, some people absolutely adore it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, I was just never in that headspace. It doesn't, even <laughs> if it, if people consider it good, it doesn't seem like an album that lends itself well to a musical, does it? I tried listening through it today and like imagining oh, how the yes, story yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it'll be really depressing. Like, there's actually a handful of songs on it that I quite like, I have to admit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it didn't exactly connect with me at the time. Like Craig, I was not a heartbroken woman in her 30s. So, so it did actually go over Jagged my head. Little Pill, Alanis Morissette, was a fixture in my house growing up, unfortunately. Had to hear it an awful lot. I mean, that's your first red flag, you know, that they're making a musical out of this. But it's being written by Diablo Cody. Yeah, what's she been up to for, like, the last 10 years? Being an, a really irritating much? human being. Who, walking around parties just kind of, I did Juno who wrote yes. terrible terrible things Juno which might be my most hated film of all time uh, she wrote that and the script is particularly bilious she also wrote Jennifer's Body which was terrible and I have tried to avoid her from any aspect of my life ever since because she's a hack and I cannot stand her That's horrible right. aesthetic and this is a con- this is hell this is the 10th so it won't, of hell. it won't be the new Encore road trip in May yeah, of next yeah. year I, no. I actually sense a hashtag Dave does <laughs> I jag a little <laughs> bit the music when it hits the Borgosh energy sheet is this a thing as well are, like, are we going to pick out a whole pile of albums and make musicals out of them is that like the next thing that everybody does now is that like the next one well the Green Day did one yeah, yeah Green Day Am- American course, Idiot yeah. Yeah, and I suppose they went into making that album probably with the intentions of doing something just because it had that story, story and that structure, like, yeah. whereas this really doesn't. So, I don't know. Yeah, I it's kind see, of weird like, when it's revisited so many years. I want to yeah. see a Limp Bizkit album <laughs> get yeah, yeah. Broadway treatment. Really? Yeah, why not? Hmm. <laughs> Chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavoured water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. Don't you try and stumble over those words like you didn't have it. <laughs> didn't I did have it. Every, every song on I there. still listen to Roland. Oh Air raid vehicle. I hope that this uh, manages to incorporate Alanis Morissette's dreadful cover of Seals Crazy, which is one of my favorite songs ever. The original, of course. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a fucking masterpiece. And she did this terrible, rubbish, like phoned in, half asleep in the studio job. <laughs> awful. She's an awful, awful, dreadful artist. I hate her. Do you she think sucks. Crazy is better She's than awful. Kiss from a Rose? Oh, that's a great question. And the answer is yes. No. But only oh, just. I don't think so. Only just. Oh, okay. Die. Kiss from the Rose with yes. yeah. Baby <laughs> <laughs> They're both bangers Like oh, Mushroomhead Do an amazing version Of Crazy as well I'm just going to Keep Crazy Until someone shuts me up So Okay um, <laughs> Let's talk about Avant-garde album releases So musicals aside I mean your standard Albums now Invariably come with Some kind of You know Protracted Dropping clues Around the place um, You know Either it's a kind of Immediate drop Or there's got to be Some massive campaign Which is understandable because, you know, people don't buy albums. But Arcade Fire have, of course, been conducting a guerrilla-style marketing campaign to tease the release of their next album. So they've been leaving clues signalling the launch of the fifth record. Um, fans have spotted mysterious posters around London. I think Coldplay did this fairly recently. But they've also, like, set up a kind of unidentified Russian tweet bot thing that's, like, it's just all very pretentious. What's happening? Have you have you followed us, Craig? No, I no. haven't. Actually, if it followed me, I would follow it back because that's what I do. Because Craig, I feel Craig follows a lot of porn bots on Twitter because he because he doesn't want to be impolite. I, <laughs> I've gotten rid of all of those porn. Sometimes you can't tell if they're porn bots or not. I think that's the idea, right? Like, I just think they're idea. really really friendly. Well, they're retweeting lots of weird stuff. Well, like, they're they're selling like the twelve inch in Primavera right now. Yeah, that's the thing. They have a new song, but it's only on vinyl. I think it popped up yeah. online, but. It's 
popped up online in hilarious fashion where a few lads record store yeah 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 yeah, but they're talking all over it like I was like they're yabbering away like they're in a beer garden I was like what the fuck is this and the guy like stares into the camera going should we be doing this should we be doing this they're like real oh we're being so bold Arcade Fire I like I don't know I liked the first record I like Neon Bible too but they lost me around the time with the suburbs and I haven't really looked back I just kind of feel like it had a lifespan and now it's just a pretentious version of LCD sound system. Yeah, I mean they've, they've tried to do different things in fairness to them, but they like they're doing things that they're not quite as good at <laughs> as mm. like those first couple of records. So it's just yeah, um, I don't know. The very it's, first record as well was born out of such an incredibly specific and organic and as it mm. turned out tragic circumstance in their personal lives. So I guess it's quite hard to sort of continue. Sure, that. Yeah, you yeah. can't really turn around and go try to remember what it was like when all those people died. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. It's only 13 years. <laughs> Drawn it. I like seeing Wim Butler pop up, though, and like playing basketball here and there. Like, seems to be a <laughs> is that a thing? Oh, yeah. He, he loves his hoops. Isn't he mad into like ping pong or table tennis as well? I think this is the thing where at every festival he's constantly there like, challenging people. I'd beat him. Dave, I, step up. up. <laughs> I'd beat him. I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there. Win? I, I'd win. I'd win. win. <laughs> oh, There's a great anecdote from years ago where like, apparently like, you know, he went to some court and there was something, someone else was playing on it and they were like, oh no, we've booked this. And he was like, but I'm here. And then eventually like he stormed off and they were like, hey, where's our... And they bumped into some guy who was like, the dude from Arcade Fire just stole your basketball. Which I hope is true. I hope it's one of those Bill Murray things. He seems like a dick. I love the idea of him just like milling around, yeah. presumably the six. Just walking down the street, the six, just yeah. like yeah, doing crossovers yeah. across the streets. While, 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 while getting like, you know, like the arrangement and the melody for Reflector or something. <laughs> I don't know. Which, by the way, I stand by when that song came out. Uh, I, said it, I said it then, and I'll say it now. That song sucks. Badly produced. Low mix for no reason. It's just like a kind of talking heads rip off. Dreadful use mm. of, uh, you know, like featured artists of a high caliber. Be Bowie's in there somewhere. And uh, a um, bad song. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Before so. we move on from uh, <laughs> weird album releases, but there are weird album teases at least. Uh, Avatar of mm. Animal Collective uh, has basically sent some bloke a jigsaw. Yeah. Of Banksy's dad, of right, is the username? Is the Reddit yeah. username? Banksy's yeah. dad. Um, a package containing a jigsaw puzzle uh, which de- had details for a new album called Eucalyptus and uh, yeah it's been confirmed that he and Domino were in fact behind the puzzles so yeah, yeah this seems to be legit and silly uh, is that how you pronounce his name? I always thought it was A.V. Terror well think about it it's a play Avatar. on wow yeah <laughs> Boy is my face right <laughs> Dahi, what's the weirdest album or EP release you've ever thought up and then thrown into the bin? Oh my god, that's a really good question. Hey, um, I'm a journalist, mate. Yeah. <laughs> god, you just ruined a day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, that's what I used to do. You know, they're putting up like posters all over the place. That that kind of like, yeah, we'll put up the one name of one track here. But if I put it up in like Ballyvon and Claire, like nobody's going to notice that stuff <laughs> at all. So like, I can't, I'm kind of like held off on that. I had, there, there used to be an idea that somebody was like shopping around that you'd get a, one of those like power washers and like power wash the album cover or the names into like a street all over the place and that was like a massive thing there was a dude in, in Dublin or in Galway who did it once and it was just like his name of his album kind of all over the place like power washed into foot, footpaths and stuff I was kind of worried though if, if Dahi was part of this avant-garde thing because I, I, I looked it up and I was just like literally googling Dahi elaborate album <laughs> release <laughs> question mark and I was like can't find anything think we might be okay it would be very right. elaborate yeah. if you google it like that like, yeah. 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 The, the, the next yeah, one is yeah. all going to be personally released on his <laughs> yeah. drone like so, I don't know so. yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> on a string just arriving at people's houses it makes sense to kind of want to get attention and obviously you know there's such a stream of stuff being released that you have to know but anim- like Arcade Fire just seems really like they're trying to go for the whole mysterious thing and it's just I don't know rubs me the wrong way 
Mm. We'll get to the album. I presume we'll all find arcane ways to listen to it. You know, I don't know. An old gramophone. Yeah. Yeah. Jack White's to blame for all this. <laughs> I'm going to walk down the street with a ghetto blaster <laughs> and just see how it goes. Well, it's time for the glorious songs of the week. We've got six Ooh. this week, so I think it's only appropriate that we play our random number game. Dahi. Hang on, Dave, Dave. What? Forget the game. Just cut to the feeling. Chaos in the studio. I've dropped my pen on the ground because <laughs> Cullen went into business for himself right there. And Carly Rae Jepsen, as if from magic, appeared and materialized. She cuts to the chorus pretty quick on this one. Yeah. What do you think? Um, it's just a chorus. There's like nothing else in that song. Pretty right? much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is kind of what she does, though, isn't it? I mean, she's yeah. very one tone. Yeah. I think we're like six years on from Call Me Maybe. And, you know, the couple of years after that, she was like, oh, it's, it got really tiring hearing my song on the radio constantly. But she's just proceeded to keep making songs that sound a bit yeah, like that. So she clearly, yeah, yeah. And like, I was, I, I just kind of, I was thinking I needed Max Martin's rules for pop songs kind of in front yeah. of me because th- I'd say this adheres to all of them. Like oh, yeah, no, 30 seconds on the dot, she's into that chorus. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. there's kind of no But it doesn't really feel like there's much of a verse at all in that track. No. As far as I can see, it's kind of like a... Like they didn't think about that part at all. They were just like, "No, this is the chorus. This is so good. Okay, get this down. Get this down." But yeah. it's for a, it's for a uh, like an animated film as well, right? Yeah, like that's right. Thing. Oh, that makes and sense. It, does it has that vibe. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, like I believe it but was. Like I said, all of her stuff does. It's all sorts of cutesy twee. <laughs> Girl next door who really fancies boys, like sort of thing. Yeah, apparently this was recorded during her last kind of studio sessions for her last album. Yeah, they said did they'd... didn't make that. Then she released a B side EP. Didn't make that. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, I don't know if you, what kind of review you expect. She to is triumphantly held aloft as kind of pop's most savior. Yeah, pretty much. And like you have a lot of people, a lot of a lot of music blogs like Pop Justice and that kind mm-hmm. of thing, worship the ground that she walks on. And I mean, it, from like therefore you, you kind of hesitate to say, well, this is all just surface because that does seem like it's kind of the point it's a celebration it's a reflection of what pop music can do when it's well written and when it does just really kind of go for you it's very very lean I mean like you kind of talk about the verse there it's it's almost like she abandons the verse Uh, she's just like fuck it let's just go Um, I think in that regard it totally works Uh, I found it a very good song to make smoothies to that's quite specific I mean like no I'm going to make a fan music video now oh yeah totally yeah I'm going to go viral check out this guy you should really know better the chorus does wedge itself into your head like and it does race along and obviously it kind of glistens and so on and so forth she seems to be a good singles artist uh, yeah, she's never been sure. able to translate it into anything more than that and I think simply because if you multiply this out by 11 or 12 on an album you end up with 40 minutes of just sugar rush like yeah <laughs> smoothie mix all over that kitchen <laughs> <laughs> well one artist who I would say is neither a good single or album artist or a good artist at all kind of the shrug emoji in human form really it's Rita Ora this song is called Your Song <laughs> don't want to sing mad songs anymore all I want to sing Uh, when I first listened to that Rita Ora song, it was kind of like, okay, cool, grand grand song. And then she said the word flat. And I was like, 
Oh wait, wait, wait! This is this is an Ed Sheeran thing, isn't it? And I looked yeah. it up. It's like Ed Sheeran wrote, yeah. wrote the whole thing. Yeah. Nobody else uses the word flat apart from Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh, in he pop wrote stuff. it, did he? Is okay. that a psychological thing that you never want to mention flat while you're singing in case everyone goes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In case, it. Yeah, yeah. You like launch it off. But the, yeah, but it, and then when you realize that, then this song just makes so much more sense because it's just like, yeah, this is an Ed Sheeran song. It's like. I'm a 20s person going to parties and having yep. sex. Like, that's but, basically but it. Yeah, like, it, it makes so much more sense as well, where it's like, it's a really awkward song about, like, you know, trying to seduce somebody. It's and gross. I'm like, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it is gross. But first of all, you're like, I can't imagine Rita Ora has difficulty getting a lad's attention no, I at a party. So. But she, like, frankly, she doesn't have difficulty getting anybody's attention. Her fame is just, like, so disproportionate towards her actual output. But this does sound like someone who like, has no confidence and isn't very good-looking. And you're like, well, hang on It doesn't suit the personality at all. Not at all. Yeah. It's bizarre. It I- sounds like the song that someone would write. You know those TV shows that they make of, like, in a weird uh, religious American couples who haven't kissed until their wedding day? <laughs> sounds a bit like <laughs> that, doesn't it? You know, not. where they're just, like, and... Yeah, he kind of goes all in-betweeners, you know, do I put the balls in sort of thing. Like, oh, Jesus. Know. Colum, please don't lower the phone. <laughs> I know you went to a wedding and you're all <laughs> full of the joys of spring and everything. But uh, now, like, Rita Ora is like kind of reliably terrible and it's impressive to just kind of see that she still has a career because you're yeah. like, who the is fuck? Is she now big in America though, right? She's got because like, she, she took the, over from Tyra Banks she on did the, the TV thing, right? Yeah, yeah. America on, Banks on Model. Yeah, yeah. so I, I don't know how she's fared on that one. Uh, Craig, are you a fan of that show? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Twin Peaks is bounced out of your viewing schedule. No, obviously, it's, it's though, interesting yeah. to say because I can't. Like when I heard her voice, it was like, oh yeah, that's what she sounds like. It, there's just kind of nothing memorable about what she does, and yeah, this doesn't work like in terms of the subject matter for her at all. I um, mean, also, yeah. like, I, I wouldn't be massively critical about this song. Like, I mean, like, it's fine. It'll get radio played. The thing is, it'll fit so well on a radio playlist that I don't think there's totally, going to yeah. be anything that makes it stand out. The it's, production is so exactly yeah. what's popular right now. It's like, it's that, perfectly yeah, made. Like, minimal kind of thing. Yeah, that, that like, sounds... Selena Gomez pulled off so much better with Bad Laura, which we talked about a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Um, but this just is kind of like jumping on a bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm nothing personal against the lady, but this is very much like stop trying to make Rita or happen please yeah. it's just kind of like yeah stop Rita <laughs> like, I do like that you know she's a massive pop star in 2017 with the name Rita <laughs> 97 year old grandmother I'm glad somebody called that out because like, yeah, I wouldn't have even thought of that like, yeah Rita what the it's, it's one of those names like, it just goes falls by the wayside like you know like, like, hopefully the next one will be called Gertrude or something you know? <laughs> Millicent but uh, up next four ladies with other names that I don't know the names of so that's a bad link but fuck it here's the song anyway it's Little Mix with Stormzy <laughs> My turn. I make it so easy. Take boom like gasoline. If they call me Lamborghini, cause I know just what I'm worth. It's the thing to a hundred, but my body make him stutter. Stop my engine, push the button. If I'm gonna be coming first. Yeah, I'm a machine when I do it. I'll be catching fire, gasoline when I do it. Song's called Power. It's a bit all over the shop. Stormzy's uh, Stormzy's verse adds four songs. Nothing. It's yeah, slammed together. Mm. Like, I mean, everywhere. It's like I, I couldn't. It like, kind of had me until I went into the weird chip tune chorus, where I was like, "Oh no, didn't need yeah. that." There is this weird thing where, like, I think it's really, really. This is my least favorite type of pop music when it's like three or four different ideas, really, really in quick succession, because it's just kind of like saying the listener can't pay attention for longer oh, than yeah. five seconds, and they're like, "Oh wait, no, there's another part here." Oh yeah, okay, okay. And Stormzy does 
basically nothing there. Like it's kind of, I mean, totally go get that money. That's basically what oh yeah, pick up the paycheck it. for yeah. sure. Yeah, and it's also the the kickoff of people starting to use grime and pop music, which is going to take over. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I mean, featuring Stormzy is second only to featuring Migos this year <laughs> in terms of like, oh, you're here again, are you? Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I mean. Why the song ever needed anything added to it in the first place, I don't know. It sounds a bit like one of those TV panel shows where you just have six comedians shouting across one another to try to get their punchlines out. Yeah. There's so much going on in this track. And then exactly why you have a rapper coming along during the middle of your female empowerment song. I'm not sure about it's bring, that one it's, it's bring the crowd down. But also it's preceded <laughs> by a different up. rap by someone else who I presume is in the little mix. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that's kind of introduced with a hold up. And it's like, wow, is this like <laughs> PJ and Duncan in the 90s? And, it's and just that, really lame going to work hip. Like, that rap, rap is essentially lifted from, uh, there's a song called Vroom Vroom that Charlie XX oh, did with right. um, with Sophie. And it's all like like full on, it says Lamborghini and rhymes it with the same thing and everything. And when I was listening to it, I was like, oh my God, you actually just lifted that. Like right. literally... And also, what is Stormzy doing? Like the whole like verse money. is making just you know what? I'm actually for feminism. It's like Keep brilliant Stormzy. Checks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, you can be a woman and be the boss and wear the trousers yeah. at the same time. Thanks for not Stormzy. You patronizing me. Thanks, man. Yeah, the at the same time is a nice tradition. <laughs> there, you can be a woman and a boss if you don't wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> All three of them you can now do. Like it's great. I hate modern society. I hate the guitar sting in this song so much. <laughs> Like it's rubbish It is so lame It's so like You know it would be cool If we got like You know Guitar tone 7 Off Logic And just threw it in I was like Fuck <laughs> yeah, off It's weirdly dated Like it has that pop From like maybe 10 years ago thing. Big time The thing about Little Mix though Is that they are hugely popular And they are quite empowering I mean like I've heard the gigs Are particularly great And you know like lo- Full of lots of young women Who really kind of See their heroes on stage So like you know For uh, an act that came out Of the X Factor They have definitely mm. Broken through their own Kind of weird They found a level ceiling. of legitimacy Yeah But this song Yeah I think like you know it's got a certain amount of charm and then it just runs that into the ground. Yeah, like it's a mess but it's kind of alright and then Stormzy ruins it, I think. Like <laughs> he's he late. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's just so out of place you're like, what's happening? Okay. <laughs> well, I think we need a palate cleanser at this point. <laughs> and who better than the madman himself? <laughs> <laughs> the crazy, outspoken... Like, like you can't tame this guy. It's Dave Grohl. <laughs> Here's the oh, food fighters. Oh. Yeah, see what I did there? Those are the The old classic switcheroo. This song's called Run. There you go, it's a before song. At least he screams a bit. Uh, the screaming is actually the only bit that I didn't really like, because I think the song has me- melodic qualities, and especially when you have that kind of gentle intro. And then the verse <laughs> You weren't ready for it, Regal. The verses just seem to kind of throw that out the window, and especially when, like, the other, what, like, three and a half minutes of the song, pretty decent, I thought. I thought it was okay too, yeah. I came across pretty... Yeah, I think it's fine. I, I kind of like the loud, shouty bits. It reminded me of like kind of trashy Queens type stuff, but yeah. not quite as good. It, it felt to me, it felt a little like well, we've written like, you know, a decent kind of pop rock song, 
We have to remind people we're hard rock, though. Get shouting, Dave. I feel like they spent a decade trying to figure out what they should do next. Like, it started where they were like, okay, we're going to have a double album, but one half will be acoustic. And then with the last album, they're like, well, we're making a whole documentary series around it. Or I think the previous one was like, we're just going to record it in our garage. Like, every album now has, like, some weird gimmick. The documentary was good, though. Yeah, okay. The desk, is it? They were moving the desk. Uh, Well, there was was Sonic Highways, which they did. uh, Visited kind of major music cities. Yeah, the same city thing, which had its own kind of... uh, Music like associated with it, I think like Trevor Reznor and Josh Home Homie. I, I hum, never hum, fucking actually. I think that he name. says Homie. Jesus, does he? Yeah, I think oh, where did he does? That's really weird. Yeah. Okay. okay, nonetheless, uh, I, I feel like Foo Fighters is one of those bands where yeah, they also justify their kind of continued existence, I guess. And mm-hmm. I, I never quite understood the level though. I, I never quite got their massive appeal. I think they're your classic driving rock band your classic rock station band. They're fine, but I don't understand the passion that they kind of invoke in their fans, which is out there. Like, it's evident to see. There's a lot of goodwill to him, though, as well. People absolutely love uh, that yeah. too. Yeah. Well. Nice like, he's the nicest guy in rock. <laughs> it's said that he's the nicest man. And he can write rock. a kind of melody that will do well oh, on radio, listen, in fairness re- to him. He does have an ear for it. Yeah. I guess yeah. what I'm saying is, you know, like, you're allowed to own that. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. have to convince us that you're also, like, you know, the saviors of hard rock while you're doing it. That's the thing, yeah. I just feel like they're struggling to kind of figure out what they should be now yeah. that they're just playing stadiums constantly speaking of the noisiest men in rock <laughs> <laughs> also popping up this week the quiet interviewer Liam Gallagher his new one sounds like this That's Wall of Glass. What are you making of it? It's, it's no Heart of Glass. No, it's <laughs> no Heart of Glass. I got really excited. I thought it was a cover, and then it wasn't. It's going to be played on Radio X for about 10 years. Yeah. Sure. It's so strange that like he's re- the he's actually put the pop production like structure on it. It's so weird the way it's gone. Like you know he does this like perfect verse and everything that usually would be like the proper chorus, but now he does like the build up into a drop, which is basically what <laughs> dance music did for pop music. Yeah. And it's so so strange to see that structure come out. It's really really good hearing his voice though. I think like it actually does feel like it's like oh cool this actually sounds really nice. He did say he did an interview uh, when this premiered and he kind of said look I'm not out there with an acoustic guitar I'm not doing the singer songwriter thing you know he's like he basically like all but said yeah I'm playing it safe uh, which you can understand though I mean like he kind of, like he's a vocalist who needs to be protected yeah. I think yeah. and I mean I think you know not having a full band behind him you gotta lean on kind of some familiar territory and yeah I mean I think if you're a fan that this is right up your alley yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I'll say I mean first of all like it sounds to me that riff exactly like Supersonic like from the first Oasis record and in my book that is a good thing hmm. um Secondly, I'd far rather something like that where he says, look, I'm kind of playing it safe rather than his brother who says, look, I'm changing the world and... Every time he releases an album, he's like, people oh, have never yeah. heard anything like no, this no, before. No, no, what he does is he talks up like the recording of it saying, oh man, it just some mental stuff. And he goes, when the album's coming out, he goes, oh yeah, I cut all that stuff out. Maybe I'll release it later. Yeah. Never gets released. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd far rather have someone go, yeah, like, you know, playing it pretty safe. This is playing it safe. Um, it sounds, like I said, quite familiar. And yeah, I like, don't really mind that. Plus, there's actually, there's a couple of great lyrics in here, hidden away. There's one about uh, being sold one direction, but I believe in the resurrection. 
As in the Stone Roses. <laughs> you think yeah. that's a great lyric? I think it's good. <laughs> I don't know. A man. certain type of middle-aged man will love that lyric. <laughs> like punching yeah. in the air, like <laughs> lager going everywhere. No, he's like his voice kind of lifts every song he sings because it's just such a kind of you know iconic. Like he's got a charisma that yeah you can't yeah. kind of deny. You know he definitely um, does yeah for yeah. sure. His uh, touring merch though is appalling, which I saw this morning. <laughs> like six quid for a lighter, which says "Who the fuck is Liam Gallagher?" Right now. <laughs> like you know you're not, you're not giving that way in the workman's area. <laughs> the, the video is really funny as well because it's such a literal video because it's just him beside a wall of glass. All the time. <laughs> like literally him with his face against a wall of glass, him uh, singing through a wall of glass, lying on a wall of glass. Yeah. It's Excellent. so weird. Like, yeah, yeah, the world is better with Liam G in there, isn't it? Come on. <laughs> And finally this week, an act that we're all very fond of on this show, so much so that Cullum gave him the Choice Music Prize this year. <laughs> <laughs> this is Drew and Gannon Family, and it's called I Know You Know. Woke up under the weather, I don't want to touch it whatever, not even a stranger behind the mirror, telling me my mood is channeling the winter. Every day I get a little bitter, trying to get a better hand on the cards I was dealt. So today I cannot put up with a deal. No hello if I answer your bell. And when you're tired of hearing me complain, go ahead, never mind, man, I won't go pain. I just wish you'd be free from the pain to a key to perceive when I'm live on stage. The energy is off the Richter. So much love, but I can't remember when I lose my use and I feel for alone like a drop of stinker. So yeah, nine of the judges all saying, don't do it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and you went ahead anyway. Did you yeah, that's it? me. Did you really? Did you, is this the backstory, is it? No, nah, not really. <laughs> it was a pretty popular winner. I can't say too much, but yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a popular winner in that room. And uh, I guess this is another example of why. Um, it's a great song. Yeah. Production reminds me of... I don't know, kind of like early Kanye West when he'd be digging through his bag of soul samples it's or something like that. kind of like a Dilla like thing to me. It's hypnotic yeah, it's good, yeah. It's just so honest. I guess the one thing that makes them like head and shoulders above most hip-hop from Ireland is just like just this pure honesty and kind of not really ego, but just actually saying what's wrong with them, yeah, which is like yeah, yeah. totally opposite with how like kind of boring hip-hop is, you know? So like, yeah, it's just really, really nice. Just just hearing them talk about it as well. They're just so honest and stuff. Yeah, great, that's it. Know? And there's also a bluntness to this because, mm. I, I, mean, I mean, you know, this, this track is being released as part of a mental health initiative and, and obviously deals with... Uh, so, sort of kind of the struggles that they've had and that you know a lot of people have in my experience a lot of those songs can sometimes become really sort of earnest and preachy or something but this I guess just because it's shooting from the hip never really has that quality yeah I mean it works because that's what they do anyway and as you yeah. say it's like the fact that they're always themselves has made them what they are mm-hmm. it's just like a, a lot of kind of Irish rap and hip hop has still that kind of pretense of like ugh, I guess it's an inferiority thing maybe because, you know, we haven't had a kind of scene that's been really mainstream successful in the past so people have tried to alter stuff but they just do what they do and it sounds great. And yeah, like I was kind of worried coming into this because it's like tackling a, you know, an issue that people are talking about at the moment but they they do it kind of really deftly. I think it's well handled. Yeah, they're not completely unconcerned with braggadociousness and that really, really stands in their favour when it would be so easy to just be like, you know, Tough choice like, music, yeah, 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 like cool in our corner. Music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we can it's you like, imagine? Oh my god, they're gonna step it up now and show us who they really are. <laughs> and like, like it, it turns out you can actually be really fucking sound and also make great music. And mm-hmm. like, and like that can be it. Like, like, like that's the USP if you want to kind of break it down to that. Take a hint, Dahi. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. I'm, I'm glad you're here because uh, <laughs> the lads and I have been like, like uh, we, we got a few so, notes yeah, for you. A few problems. Here, like, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, no, I uh, really love the atmosphere on this one. I like, like a very kind of nice kind of cool summer breeze about it even though the weather's a bit shit at the moment but uh, yeah like they're, they they seem to be kind of in that kind of weird Midas touch can do no wrong thing at the moment mm-hmm. and if they were to suddenly surprise drop a record I'd be all up for that but oh, I think there's a link here guys <gasps> hang on. on hang on hang on it's 
yep. Here it is. Yeah, James Wilson Morrow put out a surprise <laughs> album last week. <laughs> surprise. It's called True Care. It sounds like this. True Care. Craig and I and George Morahan, who was yes. on last week, stepping in. Uh, we reviewed We Move a year ago, mm. and I think I was picnicking that week, if I remember. Yeah, not even a year. Didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we so we move. We kind of came away from I think all on the same page, and that we were like, especially given the build up for that record and how he had penned an open letter on his Facebook page talking about how this was the real him, and he was quite scared, and now he's letting go, and he's going to show all his vulnerability. I came away a little bit disappointed. I like Jensen Moore quite a bit, and mm. I interviewed him before. He's great to talk to, cool guy. A lot of a lot of time for him, and that record. I, maybe I just kind of had too many expectations, but I thought this is good. This is particularly very good in, in places, but I'm not quite getting a bigger sense of the guy. And I didn't really feel like it actually backed up what he wrote. And that's obviously a big thing for someone to say. I'm sure for him, it did the job. But with this record, where there's no kind of pressure and there's no kind of preamble at all, it just kind of came out of nowhere. And it feels like something he was kind of doing during his downtime. I kind of got from this what I didn't get from that. And I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I agree. I mean, frankly, when you read the press release for this record, well, okay, there's some parts of the press release for this record where you're just like, oh, no. Like when he's like, I'm writing 900 years into the future. And you're like, oh, don't do that, mate. But Yeah, Busted has covered this ground. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Underwater, three breasts. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. We know, we know, mate. Same song, same song. But, um, but no, when you hear him kind of saying, like, you know, this was just something that, like, basically I needed to put out. This was a compulsive thing. I didn't want to sit on it. Wanted to share it as soon as it was done. It took five months. And frankly, you know, I didn't want to wait until the end of a tour or do another album cycle and blah, blah, blah. Those are all very positive things to hear from an artist because it generally does suggest that, you know, they have made something that has an urgency and a currency and, and is, is, you know, important to them. I completely agree that this is the album that maybe we wanted We Move to be. Um, when I was listening to We Move, uh, which I did quite a bit um, last year, it, like it's just the quality of the production. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I don't want to sound like one of those football commentators who says, you know, he's hit it too well. <laughs> but it's like that is just it's way too well produced because he's got 1985. He's a hip hop guy and like he's a slick operator. And he's basically managed to take every single little flaw, everything that would have shown the fragility or or the vulnerability that we were talking about there, and eliminated it. And so it turned out to be like this really smooth, really slick sort of affair. Mm. Whereas this has all of the little, like ever so slight flaws and imperfections in his voice and the instrumentation that actually makes it what it is. Yeah, Um Look, as Dave said, pleasant surprise in the best kind of possible way. This is, I think, the best thing he's ever done. Really do. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is what really just kind of redundant what because what you guys were saying. But I think this is what we were looking for. I mean, it's him at his most honest. I think those kind of fantastical leaps lyrically allow him to open up and play a bit more. And then there's songs that are probably his most open, and he just sounds like he's. I mean, not having fun, but he's expressing himself in the kind of most honest way possible. It seems like the songs came in a rush. Um, there's no studiedness about it. There's no kind of measured approach. Um, it's just a really good record, yeah. 
Yeah, he's definitely not held back at any point. No. <laughs> I'm kind of on a different page from you guys a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. like, I really, really liked We Move. It was, like, one of my favorite. And I really, really thought that it was one of the first records, or, or like, very, very few that can, can stand up on a kind of a world scale as an, as an Irish album. Really, really liked it. And the thing you're talking about it being, like, really perfectly produced, I thought that was actually a good thing, and I really, really enjoyed it. So, so my, my kind of angle with this, and it's this weird thing where while listening to the album, you get this context of this, okay, well, I just wrote, I didn't really worry too much about the the production of it and just kind of released it and you can see even I don't know if you saw when he played the he did the, like that live stream on his Facebook and everything and you can see he's like really really enjoying actually playing this stuff and he's kind of like scared shitless and like kind of really like excited to actually play this stuff because he's not really sure of it which is great but every single time I listened to this record it just kind of felt like I was listening to songs and I was like well if you had sat with this for another six months <laughs> yeah. right like you could have made these like huge songs right. and, and like even it was kind of like I was listening to some of them and kind of like why didn't you just hold that back for like this like really really big album down the road or whatever like my favorite track on this by 100 miles is this bend your knees track which is like the second last mm-hmm. started like the third or fourth first of all the 15 tracks as well which is an awful lot yeah yeah but uh but Dave bend will probably knees. talk about that <laughs> any album over 20 minutes it's like <laughs> what like, are we doing guys <laughs> what do i host music show again <laughs> but bend your knees i thought would would have been this like amazing thing where if you didn't hear of james was morrow for like a year and then suddenly that that track comes out and then suddenly it's like this huge thing with this massive chorus thing and everyone's like oh my god james was back or whatever that would have been incredible and I just kept like it's this weird thing where I was listening to the album with that context of him going oh I just released it like as a as a yeah. like a sudden thing when I kind of wished I hadn't even known that and he just kind of like released it and didn't even say it you know yeah I, I, there's probably moments where the craft is great and the writing is amazing but it doesn't quite punch sonically yeah I guess yeah, yeah. Um, but I love that aesthetic overall I just think it kind of comes together like, in a really nice way yeah it's kind of like going without a safety net or something yeah, especially, yeah. especially when as he does in this album he's not like he certainly can't be accused of playing it safe he kind of traverses different styles and, and, and different things mm, very well. For sure. And like I say, I mean, there's, there's something daring about it. So for it to kind of come off is probably probably explains at least some of the satisfaction that he's feeling in playing it now. I'm really glad that he didn't market this as a playlist like Drake's album. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Every <laughs> Which he could have. Like, oh, I mean, yeah, like, I, right. I think he could have. Uh, I'm really glad he didn't market this as a B-Sides collection, mm-hmm. like an Untitled and Mastered thing, even like when Kendrick put that out, that kind of stuff. Because I kind of feel like he's kind of playing in, in, like, in, in their same league now in a certain respect yeah, uh, w- w- whether it's in terms of songwriting or production or both but I love the fact that like he said no this is f- this is my fourth record mm. because it feels like this is that is the kind of brave naked fucking hey I'm here and this is me statement alone before you even get to the record because yeah. like, you're like because you listen to it then and you're like even in the first two tracks like like December 29, 14 and yeah it starts off with that kind of weird thing where like it's got that like really kind of almost hollow notesy cheesy kind of fat synth yeah. and him talking about like spaceships being deafening I was about and to I say was like, I was like this is going sad robot world <laughs> <laughs> I was coming around the corner that's the world I want to live la- in like, humans <laughs> are dead I was coming around the corner last Friday with my headphones on and I was like what are you talking about mate but he, <laughs> but he had me back into it especially because you know it's almost like the song unlocks into different like portions, uh, and like, it literally just goes. At like, one point, it just goes, "Okay, hang on, here, we're, we're going to have this transition now, which is really unwieldy." That you feel like they would have got it in the edit, but he mm. was like not concerned with that. He was like, "No, no, that's the song, that's what you're getting." Even True Care takes some time to build up and, and kind of slide into it, and yeah, it does go into kind of familiar James Vincent Morrow territory where he uses that really kind of you know that honey lacquered voice so well, mm-hmm. and he uses it to kind of snap and bounce and like and as only he kind of can do. But he kind of makes you wait. Yeah. Uh, then you yeah. get a track like National, which is 
beautiful. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. A beautiful song. One yeah. of the best on the, on the album. I gave that one the Irish Mammy test. I like played it for my mammy in the car. <laughs> and she loved that track. That was the yeah. one out of all the, like the first three or four that, that were played. She was like, it's great how uh, how it just gets out of the way and it's just his voice, you know, and you don't yeah. have to worry about anything like that. And yeah. so, yeah, Irish Mammy always wins. We need to get her on the podcast. <laughs> really, yeah, 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 it's more articulate yeah. than anything I've said <laughs> for the last hour. <laughs> I mean, I, I loved Thank You it, it sounds almost like it's just been Thank recorded live favorite. one take. Yeah, it's it, amazing. It's, and it has a little, like the little bit of an edge, and I love it. it. It's not a record that's you know flawless by any means. There's one in particular. Was it called? Uh, it, it's glad it's raining. Dude, the amount of woman Harry Styles flashbacks I was having from that Elton John <laughs> oh, really? I like that piano. Song. I really like that song. Yeah, I think it's all, great. All I, all I could hear was trying to edit Monkman going, Stephen! <laughs> <laughs> That's my <laughs> fault. I kind of screwed the pooch on that one for you for the, probably the rest of your days. Yeah, it, it definitely applies a similar kind of furrow, but this is a record that also quite, it does actually justify its track length. Like, like, yeah, I, I looked at the tracks and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, man. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe, there's two maybe, interludes maybe and an outro. Yeah, 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 maybe yeah, the yeah. interludes and the outro. Like, you they know. I kind of like them, though. They yeah, work. no, no, no. Yeah. They totally help and they kind of stand in their own right as well. I love the outro because the outro does feel like this kind of like weird like end credits for a sci-fi movie Th- this just felt like he swung for the fences in a weird kind of you know again kind of almost science fiction-y way because obviously it starts off with that weird like you know reference to a, a, a year that we'll never see lads and <laughs> Jesus <laughs> not with that attitude <laughs> <laughs> but you reckon I can go 900 more years <laughs> but uh, no no I, I really think that he's accomplished something very very like kind of personal and also kind of wide-reaching with this it's a lot to unpack it took me several several listens to really kind of get my head around it mm. which i find the best pop records often do i mean it's, it is that kind of thing of like i mean i, I it's not quite on the same level for me because the, the album means an awful lot to me but like frank ocean's blonde which came out last year is, yeah. is very disparate it's a, a mixture of parts that don't quite fit together like in traditional jigsaw pieces of style and it makes you have to pay attention. It makes you have to kind of fight for it and decide how you really feel about it. And I've always said before, I've said a lot on the show, even lately, I do love when a record kind of forces me to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, one thing, though, that you'd say there when you said there's an awful lot to unpack, uh, in one way, I could almost take it the opposite direction and say that, like, because there's quite a lot of empty space in this record, because it's quite bare and quite sparse, it's actually room where you have to fill in the blanks, so to speak. It's just as immersive and takes just as much time. But, you, you know, there isn't that sort of overload that, uh, that that sort of, like, you know, big instrumentation would bring, perhaps. Yeah, is it too on trend, kind of? Like, mm. to a certain degree? I mean... I mean, when you're saying, like, he's obviously in that league now in terms yeah. of what he's doing creatively with some real heavy hitters, but even sonically, I mean, this reminds me, like, synth-wise of so much stuff that's out and around at the moment. I mean, people are still going to be, you know, drawing those Bonnie Vera comparisons, of course. Of course, forever. Um, yeah, he's yeah. never going to escape that. Like, yeah. yeah, but he's also... It also sounds like, like the rest of us, he's been listening to Prince quite a lot for, like, the last <laughs> year. So there's kind of moments where you're like, all right, this is very much the sound of now. But I think he does it really, really well, so I don't yeah. necessarily think that's a problem and it's the sound of love but this but does it's feel like a snapshot notice. record though yeah it does I mean it does feel like that this is where I'm at at this moment and now I'll go off and I'll do another thing and, yeah. I, and that might have a more protracted build up and this also doesn't feel like holdovers from We Move like it doesn't oh certainly not, not. Very you very could much, definitely uh, a couple tracks could fit in if you kind of tweak them and if, uh, if as Dahi suggests you kind of shear them a little bit you could probably kind of throw them in or like maybe alternate one out but mm. it also feels like very much its own work and I think also like even like the like a song like True Care which I, I really really love 
I think is as good as Cavalier, which is a song that I fucking adore by him. And even like his work with a band called No Ceremony, called Away From Here, which is a song that I really, really fell for a few years ago. I'm not sure if people have really given that one the credit it deserves. No, I, I think this is probably career best as well, Craig. Yeah, I, I think I Thank go. you, Dave. I, 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 <laughs> I think you've managed to... I think, I think Craig, that you've really knocked it out of the park on this one. Can <laughs> <laughs> we really all got, agree, guys? Go <laughs> home. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that you finally, you finally found yourself. Uh, no, it's, um, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Yeah, I'm with you. It's an 8 for me. Yeah, strong eight, good. I'm around seven. Oh. I'd say seven out of ten. Yeah. Sorry, so, James. Sorry, James. It's going so well. Well, you know, like, you're a fellow musician. I'm sure you'll bump into the festival. <laughs> <laughs> Dave won't be at that festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven's really good. That's the other reason Dave right. stopped going to festivals. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. Have I offended them? Oh, I've definitely offended them. <laughs> <laughs> I have to interview them. If I'm, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah. Reminds me of the days where I'd be sitting in the hot press office and turned to Craig and I'd be like, can you do my interview for me? Because I gave them four out of ten. Uh, <laughs> happened a lot. I think I remember um, slagging off Van Music, who mm. were next up into the tent oh, to be interviewed by someone. Their disciplined hair. But uh, hey, <laughs> no one knows who they are, so. Oh, Jesus. Shots fired. Needless Gosh. to say, I had the last laugh. That has been your one, Gordy. Listening to anything else of you slightly? Um, not really, man, because uh, <laughs> I've been very busy. Thanks for asking. Uh, I'll see you at Forbidden Fruit. Oh, uh, I'm going to go see Rissing Gana Family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see That's Talos, Monday, yeah. who we're a Talos, big fan yeah. of. Yep. Bonnie Vera, obviously, being the main event. Nice mm. catch with Lisa Hannigan. The timetable is actually pretty good. Uh, Danny Brown. Danny Brown, man. Flying Lotus clashes with Rissing Gana Family, so I'm sure the Rissing Gana lads will understand if we flitch him from one to another, yeah. but, you know, hopefully we can get both in. Danny Brown's on there as well. It's a pretty strong day, yeah. Like, it's it, it, it appeals to my uh, my animal side. I don't know what that, I don't know what what that means. What the hell was <laughs> that? <laughs> I've no idea, but now I'm intimidated to go with him. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to get mauled by the bleachers or something. You going with me, by the way, it's very significant that we're going together. Do you know why? <laughs> Tell me. Because that day, day three of Been Fruit, is my friend anniversary <laughs> with Zara Hederman, right. f- former guest of this show. Okay. She's very, very upset that I've chosen to bring you instead of her. All right. <laughs> but please, if, if I remember correctly, I spent Friday and Saturday at that festival with you as well so, while she was, you know, <laughs> not even in your life. So, there you wow. go. Jesus, look look, look at loves. this guy. Huh? <laughs> Let's wrap up that yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I would like no. to thank our very special guest, Dahi, for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Thanks. Yeah, Cheers brother. I think we'll Woo! have you again for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on, come on. Leave the charge. So to play us out this week, a track from an Irish artist, one of whom I'm a huge fan of, Dahi. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I'm on, just to get exposure for this track. From your recent Holiday Home EP, we'll go with Airplane, which Sinead White. Tell us about the song. Why did you or why, why did you write the song? What did Sinead bring to the song? Where did the name come from? <laughs> and, uh, What's the best pizza in Galway? Airplane <laughs> uh, was, we were obsessed with Glen Rowe when we were in uh, recorded everything in a, ho- in a holiday home in um, Ackle and one in Valencia Island as well uh, there was no studios involved and we were watching old Glen Rowe um, episodes and stuff and we were like There's, it's so weird the way they have like this Irish drama thing are they on DVD kind of now? I'm sorry well, how yeah, would you even watch? Oh, like YouTube clips YouTube clips oh, all okay, over sorry. the place it's, it's like a full Christmas yeah. special online which is definitely <laughs> worth watching but there's all this weird like you know when you're like Irish and you can't have any you can't really say what you truly mean and stuff and that, that reflects it in all these 80s dramas so we were trying to write Song. <laughs> Tell us what you really I mean. Like, with tell us you every single day of my life. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so then myself and Sinead wanted to write like what would be what would happen if like they could just say whatever they wanted to say. But uh, but then the video is also this uh, video of like uh, bachelors from Ballybahan in my hometown in Clare, um, basically uh, using the 
Matchmaker from Lucy and Varna. Nice. And, uh, it's like an old short film from the 90s. So, yeah, check that out. Excellent. Craig's not allowed to watch Glen Rowe because his sister's in Fair City. So, it's one or the other. <laughs> I think it's one or the other. Really? Glen Rowe's been cancelled for about 10 years. Has it? Yeah. Are for you serious? What? You're thinking of Red Rock, probably. I'm not. I don't, I'm watch, not watch. I don't watch TV. <laughs> I, mean, I watch TV shows, but yeah. I don't watch. Glenn Rose an institution. But it was. When did it go off the air? Oh, it's like, like it's nearly God, ten. Right. It was like yeah. eight, nine, fifteen years. Like was there like, a definitive ending? I don't know. I think I just stopped watching. Blackie hit somebody with a shovel or something like that. Was that? I think Miley got whacked, but you couldn't really tell because they just cut the black. Yeah, Soprano style. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. My name is Dave Hanrady. This has been No Encore. This is Dahi with Aeroplane, and we'll be back next week if we haven't been cancelled, which, which, which honestly could happen any week. So, uh, you know, we love you, Alan. Please don't kill our show. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. See you. But it's no cigar Got lost following each other's hearts Make my way back through the dark All a spark Like a bird in the trees You give life to my love I'm lost on my knees Won't you Slowly, slowly, please don't make me fall again Please don't make me fall
is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Can I get a pen on someone? Bang. Make sure you give it back. I've got notes to take. <laughs> Plus, uh, I just got sacked, so I need that. Pen. <laughs> Celebrate this July 4th with a special presentation of a Capital 4th. Join your host, Vanessa Williams, with performances from Sea to Shining Sea, starring Jimmy Buffett, Gladys Knight, Alan Jackson, Cynthia Erivo, Pentatonix, Renee Fleming, Train, Jennifer Nettles, Mickey Guyton, Jimmy Allen, Ali'i Cravalho, Laura Osnes, Ali Stroker, and the greatest live fireworks display in the USA. It's a Capital Fourth, sponsored by the Boeing Company and American Airlines, Sunday, July 4th, 8, 7 Central, only on PBS. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.